This is another five-star production. Welcome to a Friday edition of the Tribe Talk Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Robert. To the left of me, we have Khalil. What up? And last but not least, stats and research, we have Brandon. Yo. As always, you will probably be hearing from Clayton later on. But guys, let's get on with the show. Brandon, uh, I guess it's a little bit of breaking news for us. It ain't a little bit. It is breaking news, sir. Big time breaking news out of the college football world. I'm sorry? No, go ahead, go ahead. The University of Miami and Mario Cristobal have landed the 24-7 composite number two player in the country, number one cornerback, number one defensive player, and number one player in the state of Florida in Cormani McLean. I appreciate the applause. I know you're very happy about this moment. I'm very happy. As you called me immediately after it happened. I did. I did because some people tried to get me to turn on my coach. They didn't try to get you. They were asking you questions. They didn't try to get you to turn on them. Calm down. I didn't appreciate that. I felt like they were trying to get me to turn on them. Haven't you tried to get them to turn on their coach? No. Oh, okay. I just said, because I've been on here every week. Every week when they lose, I say the same thing. I ain't worried about it. I ain't worried about it. But you keep asking me those questions. You're trying to get me to turn on him. You're trying to get me to say something bad about Mario Cristobal. Right. I don't think anybody would ever want you to say anything crazy up, about Mario Cristobal. Bringing up friend of the show, Colin, trying to, trying to, and, and what he said about Duke and Miami and that debate and losing uh, uh, Miami and Oregon and, and them losing to Duke. They tried. They tried. But I'm not worried about it. Because at three and four, looking like a bunch of clowns on that goddamn football field, we pulled the number two player in the country. Out of Lakeland, Florida, by the way, which for those of you of the podcast, our listeners, Khalil, I know you're new to the college football world. Mm-hmm. As far as recruiting is concerned, nobody leaves Lakeland and goes anywhere but the University of Florida. Does not matter how good Florida is. Does not matter how good anybody else is. And next time you see Clayton, or maybe we can ask him on Sunday. You can ask Clayton when the last time was he got somebody out of Lakeland High School, which actually is this year. They did get a wide receiver, Tyler Williams. He is committed to Georgia, but he was not originally – he did not originally go to Lakeland High School. So for whatever that's worth, but still, that's a stronghold for the last two decades plus. Anyway, we can move on. I'm proud of you, man. I thought you were going to go on a longer tangent, but I'm happy for you. We'll see. I'm pretty sure they have more important things better for you in the future. Well, there might be more of this. Word on the street is Miami is not done. The next, the next. well, last week it was over the next couple of weeks, Miami is going to be pushing hard for some big-time players. This is just the first. Okay. Well, uh, I also have some breaking news. What you got for me? Ben Simmons just airballed a layup. All right, that's oh, not breaking. Jesus that's Christ. not breaking, breaking news. news. That's just being me. Bleacher Report said it's breaking news. They sent it to my phone. That's true. 
Patricia. Oh, so do you still do you you still holding on? To, you still have what a couple more days left uh, with the Ben Simmons Defensive Player of the Year. You we'll we'll, we'll get to the or? hey, we'll get to that later in the uh, show. Okay. But we're you gonna start. We'll start with NBA, but we're, we'll get to that later in the show. Um, Brandon has some things that he wants to get off his chest. A lot I apparently have to get off my chest about the the Lakers. Uh oh. <laughs> so Brandon, the floor is yours. I appreciate it. No problem. I. I just have to say, there's a like the Lakers are horrendous. They're 0 and 4. They look terrible. They're probably going to be the worst shooting team of all time. All right, we all know that. Okay, but I don't appreciate some of the narratives that are going on out there. We're out here trying to blame Russell Westbrook for this. Okay, and look, Russell Westbrook is not playing well. In fact, of everybody on that team, he is probably playing the worst. It's not good from Russell. However. This is not Russell Westbrook's fault. And I don't appreciate Stephen A. Smith, ESPN, Twitter, everywhere, any media outlet, any and every media outlet, trying to bring this to the feet of Russell Westbrook. I'm not here for it. This is one person's fault and one person's only. Genie Bus. This is your fault. This is your fault. Now look, last year, well, let's go back. We'll go back to 2020. You want, they won the championship. That team, I maintain, was not that good a team. Bubble frauds. To begin with. Yeah, probably. Like, the real bubble frauds, because since then, the other three teams that have uh, made, like, you know, were in the conference finals that year, Boston has been to a finals. Miami's been to a finals. Um, Boston's been to two conference finals, actually, right? Am I not mistaken? Mm, no, just one. Just one. That's right, the one. So they've been to... The, Miami and Boston have both made a finals since. And the – actually, no. Miami didn't make the finals. No, they conference made the conference, conference finals. finals. Miami made a conference finals. Boston made a finals. Denver – Denver's looked a little rough, but – That's more injury-based. That's honest. more injury-based. And even still, they're still a top-four seed in the West. Um, for They've been a top-four seed. Made the playoffs. They've made no the playoffs. Issues. The Lakers – Lakers out here struggling, looking crazy. But nonetheless, you got it done. And that's primarily was on the back of Anthony Davis shooting like he has never shot in his life and has never shot like that again since. That was not really because your roster was beautifully constructed with a bunch of shooters. And also half the Heat were injured, but hey, go yes, off. I digress. The next year, 2021, you struggled. You struggled. Yes, yes, there was the lack of a break and, and all that stuff, which is, is fair and valid, but the roster construction, it wasn't there. Struggled playing defense, struggled shooting the basketball, so you get another shot at it this year. And what do you do? You somehow have less defense <laughs> and less shooting. Historically bad shooting. Like, really, really Historically bad shooting. I have some stats, if anybody would care to hear them. You are doing research, so go ahead. Okay, here we go. They are on pace. Now, that's four games. It's early. It could turn around. It could get worse. But through four games, they are the third. They're on pace to be the third worst net uh, um, offensive rating team, offensive rating team ever. Do you want to know who the two teams that were worse? Anybody? Anybody care to know? I don't. 
I mean, yeah, because I you can't want to venture guess. a get. You can't. You're probably guess. not going to get them. No, no you wouldn't. Um, well, the 2023 Lakers, just to give you their numbers, have an offensive rating of 97.1, which, by the way, they are the only team through four games to have an offensive rating of less than 100. Jesus. Okay. The NBA average this season is 112. They are 15 points below average through four games. The two teams that were worse than them, the 2012 Bobcats. Okay. That was the team that I believe finished like 9 and 63 or whatever it was. 9 and 63? Yeah. You nine said and 2012 Bobcats? The 2012 Bobcats. Oh, yeah. I remember that team. They Their offensive rating that year was 95.2. Isn't that also one of the teams where uh, in like today's league would, would have been like one of the best ranked defenses? Isn't that one of those crazy stats that we saw? Something crazy like that? For the Bobcats? Yeah. I'm actually not sure. I, I didn't so look that up. It was something about the Bobcats. Compared to like today's NBA, like today's, uh, yeah. their oh, defensive yeah, rating might have been. Defensive rating, It yeah. would have been like top 10 or something in like today's league or something. Yeah, crazy like that's that. probably true. Um, the NBA average that year in 2012 was 104.6. That's 9.4 below league average. The worst offensive rating team ever was the 2003 Nuggets. Their Ooh. offensive rating that year was 92.2. NBA average that year was 103.6. That's 11.4 below average. I have another one for you. The Lakers last night shot 26.7% from three. That's their highest three-point percentage in four games this year. One out of four. It's not good. It's not good at all. Not good. Ooh, actually, hold on. Here's another one. So I gave you the offensive rating stats there. They're on pace to have the third worst offensive rating in the last 20 seasons. Actually, the 2015 Sixers were worse, too. I don't have those numbers, though. It's not good, though. It's not So good. they're basically on pace to be one of the worst teams of all time? Yes. Okay. This is on Genie Bus. Now, look, Robert, I know you've talked about this as being on LeBron James. Clutch Lakers. Okay. And look, that's true, and that's fine. They're the Clutch Lakers, whatever. And I don't know how much power LeBron has, but I know from past, he has a great deal of influence at the very least. Does he have the power to overrule Rob Palenka? Evidence suggests so, as the Russell Westbrook, if for those who don't remember, prior to the Westbrook trade being announced, there was a trade for Buddy Heald that was announced. And then what was like 30 minutes later, they're like, no, 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 no. It's actually going to be Russell Westbrook. Maybe that was LeBron. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But LeBron has influence. You know who allows LeBron to have influence? Genie Bus. Genie Bus. This is your fault. It's your fault. And I don't like, I don't appreciate the narrative that you were spinning to try and get this, to try and get out of this. Jim Buss wouldn't tolerate this garbage. That's all I'm saying. Give him back the team. <laughs> Give him back the team? Yes. That's crazy. All right, Khalil, who do you have, who do you blame the Lakers six, uh, failures on so far? The one for start. It's on Palenka. I'm and that's sorry. fair. I do believe he I has blame. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think, um, uh, yes, of course LeBron has influence, but it's not like what, what the Nets are doing where they're literally just out here just calling the shots and nobody's going to say anything about it. Like, 
Palenka has to step up and be like, yo, big dog, this ain't really the best move here. And, I mean, if initially getting Westbrook, you can say that was on LeBron, but they had multiple chances to get rid of Westbrook, and for some reason those trades fell through, um, like the one where they could have gotten Miles Turner. Mm. Um, and Buddy Hield. And Buddy Hield um, in a trade, and magically somehow that trade didn't go through. I think it was Palenka who was the one who actually, like, pulled out of it last minute. So Amen. it's just like, that come on, That 2029 first-round pick is valuable. And then when you sign people like um, Patrick Beverly, like we're just signing a bunch of guys who haven't proven to be good shooters, but we're just going to put them on a team and hope that if they shoot one while they're open, that's going to create something that's actually going to work. And that's just that's just not, that's not good for business. Hmm. I just want to point out there is a continual rumors of Russell Westbrook getting traded to here. I'm not for them. Just letting you know I saw that today. Somebody notified me of that. Not a big fan of that. But I do think it LeBron. I'm not saying LeBron's the total person in fault. But he definitely needs to take some responsibility first. Because if he didn't want Russell Westbrook on the team, he wouldn't be on the team. It's basically LeBron's show. He does what he basically does what he basically wants. So, so you think with the last time when he tried to trade him, like we were talking about oh, with the Miles Trainer trade and all that, you think LeBron stepped in at the last minute and, d- and turned that down? Turned down him to go to go to Indiana? Yeah, the, the trade. No, 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 no. Well, not that per se, but even then, okay. Because um, I, I would make the argument that the trade to initially get him, I don't think any of us expected Westbrook to play this bad. But I don't, but it's not even. Actually, I'm not going to lie. Here's my problem. I it's did. not even about, it's not even about Westbrook to me. Like, get get past Westbrook. Mm-hmm. The roster's just not good. That's and a lot of the roster is associated to him. That's, see, that's really the problem. Like, they're making it. Look, Westbrook is not playing well. But this, to me, this is not because Russell Westbrook can't play basketball anymore. Mm-hmm. That's not what, what I'm watching this. That's not what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. What I'm seeing is a roster that is just so horrendously constructed. Like, Russell Westbrook is a player who, like, shooting is not his strength. That's not what he does. Mm-hmm. He attacks the rim. He puts pressure on the rim. He has no space to do that. Because you have nobody on the field, on, on the court. That their, liter- their best shooter is no joke, just a guy. A guy. He was doing DoorDash like a year and a half ago. Yeah. That's not even, that's, that's not an that's exaggeration. Like that is, look, we can, and, 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 and yes, there, there are teams out there that, you know, get these undrafted guys and, and, you know, you have, like, the Duncan Robinsons, you know, D3, whatever, Max Drews, a D2 See, guy, yeah, that's, that's, that, whatever. That would be my thing, though. I, I, I don't think LeBron James is running down the list, getting to the 11th, 12th, 13th man, handpicking who he wants to be on the roster at that point. I think it's in terms of the big block blockbuster players. Yeah, he had a hand in getting Anthony Davis. Yeah, he had a hand in getting Westbrook. But I think once you kind of get past that, I don't think he's out here saying, oh, get that guy too. And that DoorDash guy, get him too. Like, I don't think that, that the rest of the roster is really on him well, actually making those decisions. I agree he didn't pick the DoorDash guy. That's probably <coughs> just because, holy shit, he mm-hmm. can shoot better than 33% from the field. <laughs> I think we have to take him. That's probably what that was. But um, listen, by the way, just a side note on this. Magic Johnson, I eviscerated you for years about the quality of work you were as a GM. I apologize. I apologize. You had something going. You had Kuzma. Heat lifer. Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait That's right. 
We oh, because because that statement he said one time. You heard me? No, no. Nope. Uh, he out there on Twitter. on Twitter. He out there on Twitter. He know what's up. He He's angling. The the, um, He's angling. Duncan Robinson for Kyle Kuzma. Yes, he can't be on the team. First. We've talked about this before for a plethora of reasons, and you know the, the main game one. within the game. I know. Yes. I understand. Okay. But that doesn't mean he and can't man, still play. Two players that hate each other. All you know, sometimes a, it works out. He's know? a heat lifer. Like Patrick Beverly and uh, Russell Westbrook's working out. First two things bad first. Players. I don't <laughs> too good. My look. My understanding. I don't know of any beef between Tyler Hero and Kyle Kuzma. I don't think okay. so. Okay. It just. Oh so come happens. on! You know, you know, you it know. It just that so is. happens. You know they. Uh, they. they <laughs> Just say, just say what it is, man. Yeah, they, they the listeners know we're all, we're all adults here. They're just city boys, that's all, you know. Yeah, that's, that's all. It's like I said, it's just respect the game. Kyle Kuzma got his 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 lovely woman. He seems to be happy. Kyle Tyler Hero is a nice family man now with two children. Um, listen, heat lifer. Kyle Stop Kuzma. calling him a heat lifer. Heat lifer. Heat legend. Stop. Y'all use those terms so loosely. Ah, hate it. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about here. He's a heat. You're the one who wanted to get rid of uh, 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 finals champion. I tell you right now, I bet you if I was saying Dwayne Denman for Kyle Kuzma, you wouldn't have a problem with it. That's right. You're just mad because it's your boy Duncan. I'll drive the mechanic to the airport myself. (laughs) First of all, (laughs) they could trade a lot of people for Dwayne Denman, and I wouldn't be mad. (laughs) But we're not here to talk about the heat. So wrapping that up, you basically are saying – you gave main responsibility to the genie bus. You got Rob Kalinka. I got majority. Go to LeBron. We'll get back to the Lakers later on the show. But now it is that time of the show. I still haven't found a soundbite for it. I thought I did, but I didn't. We still got to get get to our Friday picks. Let's start with the first game of the weekend. College football. In college football. Yeah, it's a weekend. Ohio State versus Penn State. What was the line on this, Brandon? You told me what the line was. 15 and a half. Ohio State is favored. This is at Penn State in their whiteout game. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking uh, Ohio State to cover. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fifteen half. I don't look. I mean, I know I know in that conference the games kind of get a little muddy, but I like Ohio State this year. I really like them. Okay. Actually, I saw what Michigan did to. Um, yeah, you might. That's DB Cooper. Yeah, you might be onto something. Uh, wait, they're playing. What time are they playing? That's it's a, a it's game. a twelve o'clock game, so you might they uh, might catch them slipping. You know, there's nothing no, to do in Penn State but party the night before. I'll take Penn State. Oh, really? okay, wow, yeah, strong not? choice, Brandon. Well, this is the second time we have Penn State on the picks, and as I said the first time, Uh-oh. big game for them. <laughs> big game, big game. I see. I know who their defensive coordinator is. I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. I saw it two weeks ago. Ohio State. And they cover. All right. Next game, we're going to go to Florida at Georgia. Number one team in the country. Clayton country. Uh, The line is Georgia 22 and a half points. So that's a lot. Um, I'm just going to go with Georgia. I don't want no smoke. Do they cover? Do they cover? Yeah, they're playing Florida. They'll cover. Oh, geez. Okay. You have, wow, three scores. Okay. Defense is going to be on them. Yeah, I'm taking Georgia. And they're gonna cover. Same, Georgia. They cover. Okay. See, that was, see, look how easy that was. All right, last one. Oklahoma State, number nine, ranked in the country against number twenty-two, Kansas State, in Kansas State in the three-thirty game. Kansas State is only favored by one and a half points. I am going with Oklahoma State. Picking the upset. 
yes. I mean, they're technically the higher ranked team, but I guess I guess people have Kansas winning this game technically, or, or Vegas does. I don't Vegas know. Vegas has uh, Kansas State. Yeah, no, nah, I'm going. I'm going to Oklahoma State. I'm, I'm riding them. I'm going with uh, Kansas State. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Brandon. I think I'm going to take Kansas State. You're taking Kansas State I as think well. I am. Yes, they've they've been, they're a pretty good team. They've played tough this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they had they had TCU on the ropes. Yeah, I think they, it was last year. They TCU. lost it. They lost it. They blew that that lead. Um, pretty pretty nasty. I won't lie, but I'm taking I'm taking Kansas State. They'll they'll make up for it. They'll get it done this week. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the NFL. Let's move on to the the Sunday games. All right. First game we got Eagles at Steelers. This should be, I don't want to say an uh, uh, interesting game. Eagles by 11 is the. Yeah, they'll, they'll, yeah, I got the Eagles. They'll cover. Got Eagles Without and they cover? They're playing the Steelers. I just saw the Steelers. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean. I, I have the Eagles, but they don't cover. You think it's a close game? I didn't say close. They can win by 10 and not cover. No, they can win by two touchdowns. I don't think. Or 12. Or like and here's goals. why. Here's why. Clayton's been saying it all year. Philly, Second they do, they're, they're a first-half team, okay? I can easily see this playing out just like it did for the Dolphins last week. The Eagles jump on them early. Um, you know, maybe they get up 14 nothing, 17 nothing, 21-3, something like that, whatever. And in the second half, the Steelers settle it down, and they, they get it together. The Steelers don't really get blown out. No matter, no. like, think about that. Even some of their most like mediocre <clears throat> teams, like they don't really get blown out. That's not just that's just not. When how I was it goes. Uh, when I was at the Dolphins game uh, game last week, I thought I'm like the when they scored in the first drive, I was like, oh shit, this might be a blowout. Like it, it could get bad really fast. And then they made halftime adjustments, and that was it. There wasn't really much um, moving the ball for us. So and we barely squeezed out of there. Like it, it came down to us getting an interception at the end of the game. Two um, of them. Yeah, for yeah, us to secure them. that win. So. The Steelers, um, the yeah. Steelers have a pretty good defense. What I saw, they have a good defense. Their their cornerback play is good. Look, their pass rush isn't is is a little, little light because mm-hmm. T.J. Wash T.J. Watt isn't isn't back yet. Um, and you know they they didn't really get a lot of pressure on Tua, but they held up on the back end. Um, that offensive line did a great job protecting Kenny Pickett. I think the Dolphins had what two sacks in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but even outside of those two sacks, like just no pressure, like at all. None. Um, granted, I think the the Eagles front is is better than the Dolphins front, but still, you got to better Dolphins the Eagles are receivers the f- to be able to to get open against that defense, and I just don't know. Yeah. Oh, this secondary is trash. I'm not. No. Yeah. I mean, I want. I mean, I'm I not good. Look, they're gonna win by like two touchdowns. I call. I'm calling it now. I can't wait to come back on Sunday. You know, wave my flag. That's all. Fair enough. All right, next game. We got Seahawks versus the Giants. We got the pride of Miramar. Geno Smith at home against Danny Dimes. Seattle is up three. Khalil, I'm going to let you take it away with your pick. Geno finally gets to go ahead and quiet down that. that, Well, uh, no, they're in in, in Seattle, so it's not doing it near. No, he gets to quiet down that Danny Dimes noise. Go ahead and bring him back down to earth. Wow, okay. That's some hate. All right, Brandon. It's the truth. Give me Geno. Y'all. All right. Come on, go ahead and tell a lie. Lie to me. 
I can't do it because then, then that'd be a fraud. I can't do it. I'm going with the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I really ain't got no choice. Come on, man. I, I don't believe in the Giants. I don't care. I don't care if they were undefeated. I don't believe in that team. That team is barely eking out wins. If I played them with some decent coaching, I could beat them. All right. Um, the last game, uh, Patriots at Jets. I mean, this is actually like should technically be a good game, right? Not because not with Mac Jones starting. I mean, Zach Wilson is it like the battle of the mid quarterbacks. I don't know how we're doing this. Uh, New off. England's New England's uh, favorite two and a half points. Favorite? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, New England. Oh, I think it's at Chris home. Hall. No, no, it's in New York. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just people respect. They're a road favorite. Yep. Has Vegas not watched the Patriots? I mean, it's only two and a half points, so it's not even like they're not even giving them a field goal. So. Yeah, but home field advantage is worth a field goal. Well, that me let you know. I mean, let's be honest. The Jets, I don't think the Jets are that good either, personally. I know their record. I, there are some. Uh, I mean, they I, do say you are what your record. You are what your record says you are, but, you know. I'm with you. But circumstances I, do change things. It's too early in the season. I, to call look, I'm with you, but, I mean, the Patriots don't look great. Look, if their quarterbacks just don't and turn over the ball, they can win games. They just don't have to turn over the ball. It's Bill Belichick. Okay, that's fine, but you have Matt, Matt Jones, who has, like, seven interceptions to two touchdown passes this year. <laughs> I don't know what the hell Mac Jones and is doing. And while Bailey Zappi was really good for those two games that Mac Jones was out, boy, was he selling in that second half. Two if interceptions and a fumble. I am, I am, I am betting on Bill Del- Belichick's genius that they will not turn over the ball. If they don't, if they can limit to just maybe one turnover, so they can win Bill the game. So you have Bill Belichick playing quarterback this week. That's I have, I have him micromanaging the hell out this game. And it's the Jets. They can beat the Jets, man. I'm I not mean, doing this, bro. I don't. I don't I'm were, not doing if this. If they were starting Zappy, I'd be on board. But I just don't. With Mac Jones starting, dog, I can't. I really can't trust. And him. especially there's. See, I don't know if you heard. There, there might be a little bit of a um, miscommunication or something going on in that locker room. Apparently, the players did not know that Mac Jones was going to get uh, get pulled uh, in the and not play the second half of that game. Um, mm. And apparently, they uh, they made that known. Like, I guess they're back in Mac Jones. Like, that's their guy. They made it known to him, and they kind of were, like, felt bad for him and stuff like that. What is this, like DeAndre Jordan again? Have they seen Mac Jones play? He turns over the ball. Like, what, what, they want to lose? They need contact lenses? I know people lenses? like Mac Jones. I know he's, like, a likable dude, but come on. If you're losing, you're losing. Come on, man. What are we doing here? It's ridiculous. People like to be losers. I don't know what's going on in this world. All right. Um. So, you. all right, can I give you a bonus game? Sure, why not? Let's have fun with it. Go ahead. All right, go have fun. This game, you know, you got to pay money to see this game one way or another. Wolf. Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m., bright and early before before you go to church. Oh, oh no, Mr. no, 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 no. <laughs> High knees over there. Get out of here. Go ahead. We fine. got the Broncos versus the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Where's the location of this game? Let me, let me find out the it's location. in London. I know, but I want to put the, the right. Wembley at Wembley Stadium. Stadium. And right now the line is Jacksonville at two and a half points. Two and a half points. Who are you two, going with, two Brandon? Two and a half high knees. <laughs> yeah, no. So you got the Jaguars, you got the Broncos. Come on, don't. do who do I have? Yes. Well, one quarterback is playing on like a torn hamstring, so I'm gonna go with 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 Sunshine over there and the Jaguars. Sunshine. I'm taking the Jaguars too. There's no way they lose this game. Well, I mean, they, they could, but I if they lose they this game, Doug Peterson should be fired immediately. Before Leave they, his ass they, in I'll London. <laughs> don't even let him on before the plane. Take off. Oh. Y'all Leave think the Broncos there. are that bad? You don't think they can make this like a... You're dog shit. I think... Lynn games are usually trash. What am I saying? Um, yeah, I'm just going with the Jaguars. I'm playing safe. Jaguars actually, I think, have like a good record they in London. They scored nine points last week. 
but that was without Oh, Russ. I'm sorry. Yes, down from their usual 12. Okay, all right. Let's just move on. Call, back to college football. Okay. We have some turmoil happening in Texas, Khalil. I don't know if you heard. Okay. No, actually, I didn't. You haven't heard? Mm-mm. Well, apparently, people are starting to look at Jimbo a little bit funny. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, he had a press conference. He plays Ole Miss today. Uh, not today, on Saturday. And, you know, his weekly press conference, they're asking him questions. And um, they asked him... Uh, I believe I, I don't remember the exact question, but I believe they asked him a question involving recruiting. And he was quoted as saying this. They see opportunities. Everybody says, why go somewhere? Why go somewhere that's winning all the time? I might not play in a while. Apparently, that is the recruiting strategy over there at Texas A&M, at Texas A&M. For those of you who aren't familiar, Jimbo Fisher has a recently, I believe it was maybe before this season, if not, it was last season, signed a massive 10-year, $95 million oh contract Jesus. extension, which now typically most standard in, uh, it's pretty standard in, in coaching contracts is if you get fired or you get bought out of your contract, um, the amount of money the school owes you is offset by a, a another coaching job that you get. Um, that such clause does not exist in Jimbo Fisher's contract. With so Texas he can basically he can, he can double dip. He can, yeah, he can basically yeah. get fired, go get hire somebody uh, somewhere else, and get the full contract Keep from Texas. Keep all wow. the money. He gets all the buyout. Um, and as far, now, now that was a little shady. Okay, that that well, they're, they're kind of coming after him for that. It, it's it's a little, you know, they're a little they're poking fun at him. At him saying uh, losing is part of their uh, recruiting strategy, if particularly the the Alabama fans. The Alabama fans are are letting him have it. Um, but there's something else going on this week in Texas A and M. Um, as you know, they. They hired – they not hired, I'm sorry. They signed the number one recruiting class of all time last uh, last year. Yes, they did. And apparently they have some issues with it. Uh, I believe this week they suspended – I think it was – I did see that. Three? Um, I think it was three players, the freshmen, mm-hmm. um, from their heralded class. And apparently the issues run deeper than that. They have plenty of issues going on with a lot of their players uh, from that freshman class. I need to, I- if you can give me a couple minutes, I thought I uh, liked the tweet, so, like, I saved it. Um, well, while you do that, you know, Clayton, or I'd you like to call him now, what, Bubba Lightyear? Bubba Lightyear from uh, from Athens, Georgia. Was so gracious enough to want to speak uh, to get it on this subject, and so I'm going to play a little something from him. Let him take it away. Look, man, I don't even know why you wrote Texas A&M in shambles in the rundown. I don't really think that they're in shambles. Like, I understand everything going on, but it's tough to be a college coach. It really is. It truly is. I personally think that we should give Jimbo the benefit of the doubt. 
Psych! I lied! Jimbo, better hide! This is the worst football coach in college football today! Today! Everything that is happening to him, he has brought upon himself. Coming after Lane Train Kiffin, coming after old Saint Daddy Nicholas Hoss. Alright? Everything that's happening to him, this is bad karma. This is horrible karma, and he deserves every single fucking ounce of it. Let me give you some stats and research real quick, all right? Through 55 games, Jimbo Fisher, who just signed a 10-year fucking extension, is 37-18 and 18 through 55 games. Kevin Sublin, the Ag Tech coach, who was a drunk, is 39 or was 39 and 16 through 55 games. And in his off time, he had to go to AA meetings to get a coin star. What's Jimbo's excuse? There is none. He brought this upon himself. His players are seeing the bullshit between his fucking eyes. They're not buying into his product. And we see that. We see that with the fucking DB doing fucking Formula One drag races through the Bayside parking lot on IT Live. We see it with all his, like, five of his players getting suspended before the UM game. We see it with the transfers about to be at an all-time high before the season is even fucking over. And I called it. I called it. I called it. I looked at Brandon in his eyes, and I said, one of two things is going to happen. Either he's going to be a national championship winning head coach again, unfortunately, or they're going to break the record for most transfers to one school in a single season. And I mean every single alphabet. And as you can tell, it's already coming into fruition. It's already going into place, all right? I have taken FAU and SMU to new heights in NCAA football 14. It's not that fucking hard of a job. It's not that hard. Now, how about you take a step back? We look inward as one together and see what the problem is, okay? Because, God, Jesus Christ, don't come up here in every press conference and pretend that everything is okay. Everything is in shambles in the state of Texas. You have Texas UT being shitty. Texas A&M is being shitty. TCU, I'll give it to you, the horny frog. But when UTSA is being mentioned as about part of the best schools in Texas, we have to look inside to ourselves and see what the fucking problem is. This shit is fucking ridiculous, man. It's fucking ridiculous. I do not know why he's still a coach. By the end of next year, he's going to be in the fucking Nick Saban, Nick Saban School of Rehab for offensive analysis. This shit is ridiculous, man. Get this man off my fucking football field. He's fucking trash. Thoughts? Comments? Concerns? Sums it up pretty well, man. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> in fact, it was so good. About 60 seconds in, I stopped looking for the tweet. You just don't care. I don't care anymore. That was fantastic. Well said, Clayton. Um, however, I, I do additionally, uh, Clayton, he did give us the uh, those statistics on his record. Um, he uh, ranked, versus ranked opponents, he's 9 and 11. Um, his annual salary, like I just said, is $9.5 million. Compare that to his predecessor, Kevin Sumlin, who they ran up out of town. 39 and 16 through 55 games, 18 and 15 ace, uh, SEC record. Jimbo Fisher has a far better record at 22 and 15, 
record against the SEC West, 13 and 12 for Sumlin compared to 13 and 13 for Fisher. Their bowl record, 3 and 1 for Sumlin, 3 and 0 for Fisher. Both had no SEC titles. However, they're paying Kevin Sumlin half the money. But did Sumlin beat Bama though? Ah, uh, I believe uh, he did. Oh shit! He oh. did. Johnny, Johnny Manziel. Well, that was so long ago though. Nobody remembers that. That was like ten years ago. Texas A&M remembers it. I don't. So you got to do it. Yeah, I give you ten years. I have. I have some more more fun stats about Jimbo Fisher and his buyout. His buyout in this contract is eighty million dollars. Eighty million. So what I'm hearing is, I mean, it does, does that really matter? It's college football. They'll fire you if they want to anyway. So, like, a booster will get mad enough and be like, I'll pay the money to get rid of him. And then here we go. Last one I have. This one isn't a stat. This is just a really funny tweet. Go ahead. Texas A&M spent more money on Jimbo Fisher in the last two seasons than the United States spent on the Louisiana Purchase. Whoa. Is that, inc- is that like, with today, like, inflation included? Or, like, how does that work? Probably not. I don't know. That's not never the I, I, I think you're missing the point. It's just funny. I'm just saying. Look, being a college football we coach. Bought, we bought half of the territory <laughs> for less than Jimbo Fisher. And they can't even buy their own state. Look, it doesn't matter. Look, if he gets fired, so what? He already has a, a NCAA championship. It does matter. All that shit he, he was w- doing in those press conferences, talking all that cash money, he got what was coming to him. Look, man. If you'd have just kept his mouth shut and just been a regular head coach, and stop acting like, oh, you know, we don't pay our players, you know, we're just really good at recruiting and all this other bullshit that he was trying to spew, he wouldn't be out here looking crazy. But, but he got motherfuckers in Hellcats <laughs> doing donuts in the fucking parking hey, garage. Hey, 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 like, hey, oh, hey, nah, hey. You know. That got nothing to do with him. That's what they do on daytime. That's that's their problem. No, I mean, but that's the definition of just spending all the money in the world to get the top talent, but not actually. He just Um, didn't have a plan for them. Yeah, having players that actually are willing to buy in. That's kind of more important than just being able to buy the team. Well, that's fair. They just showed up for the bread. They don't give a damn about whether this team is successful or not. That's a problem. So, but where do you see, uh, where do you have Texas A&M finishing this year, Brandon? Well, like. Record-wise. I think they're three and four now, as well as my, or they might be four and three. So, where do you have them finishing? Well, they will lose this weekend to Ole Miss. Uh, I believe the week after they play Bama, that's a loss. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, I think they also have to play LSU, which is a loss. Yeah, not looking too good for my man Jimbo over I there. Think, I think I think they're three and four. So if they are, if that is in fact their record, I'll give them five and seven. All right, that's for Kalu. Which means they're not bowl eligible, by the way. Um, he can make a bowl. Not at five and seven, you won't. I don't think he'll finish five and seven. I think they can actually do worse. I'm going four and eight. Ooh, you have a surprise loss in yeah, there. I we do. can pull up their schedule. You know what? We don't have to guess about this. We can we can be a little bit more precise. Let's find Texas A&M. They're not going to be that bad, man. I mean, bro. They might get it together. Maybe not like in a like just a, a playing for pride way. Uh, uh, what? 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 Yeah, they might. for pride. Sometimes, sometimes you I know. I just want to let you know that, like, in their, in their, like, history of their school, like, it, this is not. The only people that care about Texas A&M are those losers that be out here on their midnight yell. Yeah, those weirdos. <laughs> Yo, you keep going after them poor kids. The, the, the people who actually <laughs> play, like the athletes. 
They don't. They they don't care. Come on, bro. They play Ole Miss. After that, they play Florida. Oh my bad. You're right. They do play Florida. Then they play Auburn. Florida. Oh, I don't know about Florida. They might be able to beat Florida, but that's not a for sure win. But that Auburn, that's a loss. They actually don't play. Oh, they played Bama already. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. They play UMass. I'm not familiar with UMass, so I can't say. That that's a win. That's, that should be a win. If they lose to UMass, he's Jimbo getting fired. Fish is getting fired. <laughs> yeah. But they're definitely fired. losing to LSU. LSU was a loss. They're losing to Auburn, and you know what? Screw it. They're going to lose to Florida, too. I think there's a chance, yeah. I think there's a chance they can lose to Florida, too. Their only They're win. They're going to ease out one win against UMass. I really think that's how it's going to end for them. All right. Well, we'll keep up with this story. It was South Carolina last week. For, you, for them to get a bowl, they got to get yeah, three right. wins. I don't see three wins here. I just, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, though. The, if there's a program, like, in the country that's more in shambles, that has, like, can compete for being in shambles, it, it'd be Auburn. They're not good. Okay. okay. Like, that's kind of bad. Although the fan base all at Florida as well, like, they, they're this Cormani McLean stuff, mm-hmm. there's a hashtag, uh, bring, back, uh, bring back Dan Mullen. Who <laughs> is, by the way, who, by the way, is the guy who they ran up out of town because he said in a press conference, we're not going to talk about recruiting. We'll talk about recruiting when it's recruiting time. If you follow college football, recruiting season never stops. <laughs> so... All right, well, yeah. that's it for college football on this episode. Let's get into the next. We're going back to NBA for the next subject. It's panic time. Wait, do I have my alarm? I think I still have my alarm siren. Am I going to play the one that aggravates you or the one that's kind of okay? Let's see which one sounds good. Let's go. Okay, that's the car that's one. Not, yeah, that's, no, that's, that's the car one. Nah. Some shit in the okay, like this is the real one. Here's the go. Here we go. There you go. The house is burning down. Ben Simmons is airballing. <laughs> airballing layups. All right, it's time to go on the panic meter. We're gonna we're gonna go through four teams. If I'm correct, they're not all winless, but they don't have a lot of wins. I don't think any combined. No team. Combined, they're under 500 no. for sure. Yes. No team there has more than one win. Yeah. So we're gonna get we're gonna get four teams. The Mavericks selling me like that? That's they're crazy. one and two. So that's one. Oh, okay. They don't play so a lot of games. So. We're going to go through the four teams. We're going to rank them one through ten in the panic meter. Let's just start with the first team. Let's go with the clue you said. The Dallas Mavericks. Panic. Okay, so panic meter uh, ten being the highest. Like yes. Highest of panic? Ten, burn it down. Burn it down the house. Yeah. Is, yeah, burn it down. Number one is just it. You know, it's, it's fine. I'm not worried about it. Mavericks, I'm going with one. There's literally nothing to be worried about, I don't think. Um, I don't see anything. Granted, I don't watch. I haven't been watching any Mavericks games like that. Um, but I mean, okay, one and two, off to a rough, rough, little rough start, but it's not. I think the Mavericks will be fine. Okay, I'm gonna give them a four. I think there's like a li- not too much of a panic. They can obviously get together. They're only like a one and two, so doesn't really mean much. But I do think their offense miss, misses this a little bit of Jalen Brunson. Yeah, that's fair. So I think you know he was he was basically their second best offensive player. Spencer Dinwiddie is there. Haven't really seen my man, uh, the shooter that can't shoot do too much yet this year. He's, he's, ha- he's not playing. He he's still not play. playing, right? He hasn't played yet. So, I he's haven't really heard from day him. day-to-day, apparently. Still. So, like, who comes back first? Well, no, I don't want to get any attention. Um, and then... <laughs> no. And uh, <laughs> Christian Woods hasn't looked bad, though. No, he's been phenomenal off the bench. They bring him off the bench. That's oh, probably really? where... Yeah, really? he's their sixth man. But he's averaging, I think, it was like 23 off the bench, I think. Oh, no, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. Well, even then, this is – I'm not too worried about them. How do you feel about the Mavericks, Brandon? I'm not too worried. 
I, I'm, I think five is too much. Okay. Four doesn't seem like enough. If you, I don't do decimals. I'm so not going to do a decimal. Okay. I'm going to go with a four. Okay. Because I, I actually, look, their offense, it kind of is what it is. I guess they're just hell bent on doing like Luca and then just a bunch of guys. And that's just what it's going to be. So I've kind of just given that up. But I'm concerned with their defense. I watched, I don't know if you watched that Pelicans game. I did. The Pelicans, like, don't shoot threes. And on top of it, they didn't even like have Zion all. playing or, or Brandon Zion. Ingram. Yeah. That was a little. Or Ingram. It was just like CJ McCollum and Valentinus out there with the boys. It was well, a little, it was not, a little not, worrisome. Not in that first quarter. Jose Alvarado was carving those dudes up. The like little the man. Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> um, that, I'm very concerned with their yeah. defense. I mean, it's, and it's really not even from a personnel perspective because, I mean, I, I, I don't think their personnel is like phenomenal or anything. You know like what you're getting with them. But my concern is I'm looking at you, Jason Kidd. You went at least, from what I could tell, a solid quarter and a half continuously just closing down three-point shooters on a team that doesn't shoot threes. They just don't do it. They want to get to the rim. Everybody on that team wants to get to the rim. And you had guys like Maxi Kleba out here attached to shoot to 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 their to players on the perimeter and getting back cut. Now look, Maxi Kleba, you are not tremendously athletic, sir. So if you want to, you know, you want to play that that tight coverage out there on the perimeter, that's fine. Like, I, as a coach, I love it. That's the kind of stuff in your face, man-to-man. But, you know, there's just no need to, to, to do that and extend that energy, and especially a player who's not very athletic and, like, they're not, they're not full of athletes on that team. Um, g- giving up easy layups and easy drives just because you won't sit off in the help. Um, and I'm looking at you, Jason Kidd, because it took forever to get that adjusted. And even after you did get it adjusted and they started to get back in the game, it uh, – yeah, I saw that earlier. I didn't want to say anything. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get anything out of them. Here you go. You, you don't want to see that. See <laughs> you don't want to see that. Oh, no, I did see that on Twitter. Um, yeah. You know, you – yeah, once it was adjusted, like your team, t- like still continuously gave those opportunities up. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I'm concerned. I'm a little bit concerned. Right. So you have you have the Mavericks at a what? Uh, a, a, four. Four. a four. I have at a four. Chloe, I'm at a one. Yep. All right. Let's move on to the next team. All right. We're gonna go to the, we're gonna go to Philly. Seventy Sixers. They still have won a game here, right? No, they they won. They have their one. No, they won that one game. They beat the Pacers. They and they they went right back to to back to, to losing streak. Losing, yeah, yeah. All right. I'm gonna get a six. I'm going past the five. I think they'll get together eventually because they because they have too much. They still have a lot of talent on the team, but I do think the team is literally having somewhat of an identity crisis on what style of basketball is gonna best suit them. I don't think they've figured it out yet. Plus, let's be honest. We've never really seen James Harden be James Harden and then, like, have to play with a big man and the big man look like how you expect the big man to look, a la Dwight Howard. The only time it's ever worked if he plays with the likes of, like, Clint Capella. There are just lob threats. 
somebody that he actually has to like give the ball more, to. A little bit more mobile can kind of yes. get to the basket, catch those lobs. You know? Yeah, and like they've literally, he's literally turned Joel Embiid into a jump shooter, and I'm just not feeling it. That's not hurting Joel Embiid. He putting up numbers. It ain't his fault. But that's not getting them wins. It's not really how their I'd offense should be running. The, I'd hate to do the thing of, damn, you know, if James Hart was on the heat, that pick and roll event would be insane. But, I, I mean, it's true, it but, yeah. What? What do you say, bro? I'm not sure it would be insane. Really? I think it would be. Because you really love the Kyle Lowry one right now, don't you? No, I love the Tyler Hero band pick and roll. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, but, anyway. Um, yeah, I'm pretty concerned about this. Um. I'm giving this an eight. Mm. Really? Yeah, I'm really concerned. I don't look. I'm not saying they can't get it together. I think they can, and I think they will look a lot better than they have through these first four games. Um, but big picture, this is a team that has championship aspirations, mm-hmm. and I, I just don't see how they turn it around to get to that to get onto that track at all um they because when i look at them the only player they have on that team that's reliable is joel Embiid, and reliable i kind of have to put the asterisks of injuries when i mean reliable i'm not talking about being on the court i'm talking about if you're on the court like playing assuming everybody's healthy you're a reliable player. Okay. James Harden is not reliable. As you saw in the first game, he was phenomenal. I think he had like 22 points in the first half. Um, he was shooting it well. And then I don't remember, I don't think it was the next game. I think it was the game after that. He was horrendous. He was like four for 18. La- I think it was, was it, did they play last night? Oh, the Sixers. Yes. I think it was last night. They lost night. to the Raptors. Yeah, they lost to the Raptors last night in that game. I don't know what he finished with, um, but I believe it was late in the third quarter. I checked in on their stats. James Harden was three for seven. Now, that shooting night isn't like, you know, it's not a bad shooting night, but seven shots? Mm. You see, I'm like, it, James Harden, not reliable. Tyrese Maxey, great player. I like him. Very exciting. I, you know, I I argue that. Well, you know, maybe the Heat should have drafted him, but they probably would have traded him anyway. So it wouldn't matter. But um, Tyrese Maxey's like a volume, a volume scorer. Like he is not, he's not efficient. That's not that's not his game. That's that's not what he's trying to do. He's just a he's a bucket getter. So that's the same kind of thing. Like he can go out there and he can have a game. Like I think it was what game three against the Heat, where he just like lit it up. He was phenomenal. Couldn't miss. Um, and, and then the very next game, it's just like, bro, what the hell are you doing? You know? So, and by the way, neither he or Harden are like excellent defenders. So you're not getting anything from them on that end of the floor either. It's not like, all right, well, you can't shoot, but Hey, you ain't giving up points. So that, that, and that's for me. And they're not playing Matisse Tybel. He's played five minutes in five games. That's their best defender. So I just, I don't, I don't know. Like I as a I I can't see the answers. Like literally the answers are bro, like just play better. And you know, what is that? It's not that doesn't really fix anything. So I'm concerned. Okay. Hello. Um 
there's much there's a lot more worse issues on the panic meter list here so i'm gonna go six on the 76 years okay um i think <clears throat> everything that uh brandon stated is correct and definitely major concern uh but i'm hoping that talent alone kind of helps them overcome these issues um so right. i'm not too worried but i mean it it, it it's where I, the reason why I put them out of sick is because they can definitely go bad, maybe even worse to the point where probably somebody doesn't want to be on the team anymore. And you can have another saga of somebody wanting off, but um, I'll leave them out of six. Okay. All right. Let's move on. We have, you're right. We have two more teams that definitely probably need more coverage. But let's get back to the Lakers as the next team. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I'm going to go with the eight. The only reason I'm not going with the ten is because they have LeBron James and it looks like somewhat of a viable Anthony Davis on their team. Very generous of an So answer. if they can some way, somehow kind of like flip the whole roster like they did that one year in Cleveland, maybe they'll have a salvageable chance of being like a, a legit a playing team. team. Or, or or making it maybe making this the seventh seed or something, sixth seed. I don't know. But I'm I'm basically, I'm not really rocking with the team. I even told y'all, even to me, if you even took Westbrook off the team, they still wouldn't be a good team. I don't think Westbrook's the problem. I just don't think he's not he's not the solution. But that's my that's my pick. Kahlo. I mean, I would say you'd have to. Re- it's not just getting Westbrook off the team. You have to replace him with somebody. And I think if they can get, well, they had value in him last year, but then they decided to not trade him, so that probably doesn't help them. I'm going with a. I a mean, they, Dennis Schroeder hasn't played yet, right? He has, he has played, but he not, has not. Um, he has not. He hasn't I played yet. He has. No, I don't no, think he's no, played yet. He has Lonnie a, Walker. A Never mind. I'm just Lonnie Walker. <laughs> but even that, like, what's Dennis Schroeder doing? He, he, he's a worse shooter than, than, than Lonnie Walker. Who the hell is that? I mean, come on, man. And he don't defend. Um, I'm going to 10 on the Lakers. Oh, okay. So, he, okay. So you just, the siren's so, going off. Burn happening. it down. Some, something needs to happen. Half that roster needs to get the fuck out of town. Okay. Enough. Brandon. The, 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 you know, we got people who can't shoot, but we're just going to let them shoot open jumpers and hope it goes in bullshit that they got going on over there is just not going to work. <laughs> okay. Sorry. They got fucking Patrick Beverly shooting corner threes, like, as if that, that has ever proven successful. He used to like, make them. Get out of here. Yeah, 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah okay. back when he was fucking playing in Houston. Knock it off. <laughs> Yo, Brandon. Go ahead. 15. Oh, wow. Yo, wait, that's not on the list, bro. It's one day. At least do it like 11. 15. Okay. So it's just burn it down. Everybody. Get everybody. Evacuate the building. Yeah. Get all the If it was me, I, I'd get rid of everybody except for LeBron. Anthony Davis can fucking go, too. I've had enough. I would enough of him. literally burn I saw. <laughs> I saw him with the wide open corner three, and Nook's just like, nah, I'm good. I'll just go ahead and grab that Oh, board. my God. That was disgusting. Like, that's the type Did of shit. Did you see that? Oh, he, that was he literally was like, he, tur- he was like, he oh, shit. Like, uh, he was like, he was panicking. He was like, oh, my God. He looked out. Oh, wait, no, never mind. It's okay. It's yeah. good. It's <laughs> fucking pathetic. <laughs> oh, shit. That's right. I'm guarding Anthony Davis. <laughs> it's okay. Pathetic. <laughs> All right. All right. We got to move on. We got the show. Going to the last team, the Brooklyn Nets. Team that I have, I hold high regards for to do well this year. And I'm still holding on. I'm going to give them an eight. Actually, I'm giving them a seven. I don't think they're as bad as the Lakers. I'm going to give them a seven. Let me bring that down. It don't look good, but they have some things, they have some things working in their favor. I still think eventually they can fix their roster. And in worst case scenario, they have a trade. And I don't think they're as far off roster construction-wise as the Lakers. I just think even more so, they probably need to just 
figure out a better rotation and who works with their three best players. And that's even including Ben Simmons, who I do think eventually... Ben Simmons is your third best player on that team? Look, 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 look. Eventually, 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 he will get back to looking like Ben Simmons. I don't know what version of it, per se, because it's a different type of team. But I do think there's a way where... I do see a scenario where this team can be so at least some version of what they're supposed to be. Maybe not as highly thought as I thought they might be possibly making the finals, but they could be respectable. And it doesn't just look like a like a slow death every time I watch them play. They look like a playing team to me, too. Yeah. I'm giving the Nets an eight. Um, they're definitely worse than the Sixers, I think, in my eyes. Okay. Um, this Ben Simmons stuff, man. I know we're doing uh, hey, give it time, but, dog, it don't look like he, he gonna, he's going to get any better. With, with time, it, it just really doesn't look that way. Um, and like they were saying, when, in regards to like KD and Kyrie, like yeah, they're still threats, but like when you have nothing else to offer on that team, like you can only do so much damage. And I think they may need to make another big change coming soon. With probably, I mean, if they can move Ben Simmons, but I think I think yeah, I'll leave them at an eight. I'm actually not that concerned about him. A four. Wow. Explain. I think they haven't played well, but they've had a pretty tough schedule, to be fair. I think they could have, you know, should they be one and three? No, I think, you know, you would like them to be better. But they've had a tough schedule, and and regardless, there are answers on this team. There are places I can go. One, Seth Curry, I don't believe has played yet this year. I know he didn't play last night. Um I think he's a big part of that team. I think he's their th- their third best um, player, like period, third best player. Um, and I think he's probably the biggest key to their offense, um, like running smoothly. Um, so I'm not, you know, I would like to see that. Um, and then I think even if you, going past that, they have they have trade options like realistic trade options to make them better. I, the reason why, you know, going back to the Lakers, yes, the the obvious trade that they have out there is the Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. They can maybe throw on those two first and revisit that. But to be honest with you, like I, I just don't think that makes them that much better. So that's kind of where that's why I'm at with the Lakers. But with the Nets, like they have options and options that don't require trading Ben Simmons. And while Ben Simmons is looking nasty out here airballing layups. Um, I don't think I don't think he's really the problem. Um, I just think you maybe we have to adjust expectations for Ben Simmons. Um, you know, for his career. He you know, he's like what, sixteen, ten and an eight or something like that for his career. You know, which is a, a good player. Not not even a good player, I'd argue a great player. Um, but Maybe he's just not that guy. At least not. Maybe he won't be this year. Maybe he can get back to that. Maybe he can be a better version of that. But expectations of that for this year, I just I don't think that that's that's something that is fair. I think if he can just defend and play a role, um, that's really I think all you should ask of him. And I think they can make it work. So I'm not really I'm not concerned. Kyrie and Kevin Durant are playing well. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know. You think they'll just get together and they'll right. be back to business? I Yeah. I mean, like I said, I think they'll play better. The schedule's going to soften up. I think they'll play a lot better. Their record is going to get better. 
Um, and like I said, I, they're even if it doesn't, and if they still have struggles, I I think they're answers. I I can look around and I can I see avenues, I see answers to to try and make things work, and and help and get things better. So I'm I'm just not that worried about them. Okay. All right. Well, let's wrap up the show then. Cool. Time for your favorite segment. I ain't got shit. <laughs> you got nothing for final thoughts? Um, no. Honestly, everything is pretty, pretty cool. Um, I don't know anything else sports-wise that's supposed to be happening this weekend besides the Heat playing the wa- uh, the Warriors a couple of times. So, that's yeah. it, really. Two times in six days, boy. Um, Stur- it's mm-hmm. going to be fucking rough. Uh, no, nah, yeah, I don't really have anything. Fight the power as always. That's all I got. Okay. That's fair. Brandon? Mario Cristobal put the college football world on notice today. I'm excited for it. That's all. That's all you have. Just, just all, just, just all of you, you Bama fans, you, you Ohio States, you, even if you're just like a, a general, maybe you're not a fan of any of those teams, but maybe you just hate Miami or whatever. Well, this one's for you. <laughs> don't let Miami get it together on the football field. Just don't. Is that like a threat? Yeah. Just don't. Okay. I don't think it is. At three and four, Miami is three and four. They just lost to Duke at home by 24 points. Looking nasty. Eight turnovers. Eight. Eight turnovers. I thought I would never see something like that again after I saw that, that Texans game and the Dolphins. Where that, that They had like nine combined in that game. That was gross. Okay. They look worse than they did again with Manny Diaz last year. And he has the number eight recruiting class in the country, including the top two players in the state of Florida. Right. Don't let him put it together on the field. That's all. By the way, as for Kamani McLean, who everybody thought was going to Florida, he, he, I guess in his interview, in an interview he, he did, uh, a, I guess after the commitment, he said he, he told Miami three days ago that he was coming. He didn't even call Florida. Didn't tell him. Oh, there's that. All right. Um, once again, I said on the last episode, early voting started. So we're listening to this. Go vote. Um, besides that, I don't think we really have anything else to say. We will see y'all on Monday as we do the Sunday show. As always, this has been another episode of the Tribe Talk Podcast. We are out. This has been another five-star production. This is more than just a new last for you. Oh, don't.